Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by the Cochran Firm and Boston Scientific. We're streaming live on YouTube and Facebook from Hattie B's Chicken. I am your host, Will Skywalker Steel. Boom! I ain't gonna lie to you. After, after we're done here, I am very excited to taste some of this Hattie B's hot chicken. I've seen some of the videos and, and whatnot and the lines forming around the, the block. Not at this second, but it must be good. Today we're going to try to have a good show, y'all. It's Friday, Fan Friday, live from Hattie B's Chicken. I got three matchups that I want to focus on. And I want to know your confidence. So, if you remember the show from last year, we did a playoff confidence meter. Playoff confidence meter. We're going to bring that back with three different um, matchups that we'll get into. And I want to know your confidence from high to moderate to low. And then in the roundup, we got a practice report. Xavier Rhodes, he speaks. He weighs in on his addition. And uh, got to revisit what Mike Evans said, what they're talking about in Tampa. I know we, we, we definitely went over it yesterday, but, man, I, I think there's a little bit more to it, man. And after I went back and watched a little bit more of Tampa and a little bit more of the Cowboys uh, from last year, I think there's something to that. So stick around. That'll be a part of my uh, Hattie B's hot take later on in the show. What's good, Twan? What's good? Hot Spot Casino, Jack the Toxic Cactus, King Woods, Jerry, Gregory, Tom, Downey, Tom said, what'd you say, Tom? What you ain't talking about, man? What you talking about? Uh, Sky, the lines are for you, man. Ah, man, I appreciate that. I, I wish. That'd be pretty cool. But maybe one day. Maybe one day. Uh, Jameson, how are you? Iceberg Q, Desiree, 6081, boy, William Bernie, Jill, Timo, Peter, uh, Dre, I see you. CJ was goody. Uh, Jose, Devin, Captain America, John, I appreciate all you guys for joining me today. Um, and ladies, you can call into the show if I can pull the number up. We already got somebody that just jumped in. Hold tight. Hold tight, caller. Uh, you can call into the show if you want. 351-999-3787 is the call in line, as my guy Law will say, for your mind. Call in line for your mind. Please call in. I definitely want to hear what you got to say about my hot take. I'm going to try to break it down a little bit. I don't think it's a hot take. That's why we do hot take or not take. Y'all let me know. All right. Let's jump into this roundup, though, real quick. Uh, we got an update on the injury report. And like I said, Xavier Rhodes spoke. So let's get into that, Cowboys Nation. It is time for it's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. I don't got my button, but hey, yo. Thursday's practice report. Good news and some, I don't know how to feel about news, but uh, great news, actually. Tyler Biotish and LVE both participated in full. So I'm going to be honest with you. The Tyler Biotish thing to me caught me by surprise. You know, a high ankle sprain especially on the, on the center, 300-something pounds. I, I thought he'd be more limited, but full? It must have shot him up with that vibranium. But he, he, he's on full, and, and I love to hear that because getting him back should put everyone back in their place up front, and I think you're going to need that continuity or what have you, that, that comfortability, let's say that, with this pass rush or with this interior 
let me say that, with the interior of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you're going to need to get Biotis back. Um, Dak just hasn't seemed to be as comfortable with his line. And again, I, I said this, I said this about last week's game. It looked eerily similar to the end of last year where you can tell there were trust issues up front and Dak started to kind of feel ghost around him a little bit and and it, and it went and played out that way. And then also you saw just run blocking in general was atrocious. So getting Biotish back, you hope that puts things back in place and your offensive line can do both pass blocking and run blocking a little bit better. But I, I don't think they're going to be able to just line up and we'll talk about that in a second. Put a pin in it. Uh, Deron Bland also was not on the injury report. So that means his chest injury is not that serious, right? So he should be good to go. And again, put a pin in that. We're going to bring Deron Bland back up later on in our matchup meter. And But the one that was a bit of an issue, Cowboys Nation, Tyron Smith showed up on the injury report with a knee issue, and he was limited. Um, he's likely going to play, but, but you don't like to see that he's banged up already uh, going into the playoffs. Now, here's the thing. I didn't bring this up all week, but there is an injury for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that I think is going to play in the Cowboys' favor. Shaq Barrett. I didn't bring it up, but he's out. I believe he's on IR. If you guys remember correctly, Shaq Barrett was a menace, an absolute menace against the Cowboys in week one. You might say, well, Scott, he didn't have a sack. He didn't have to. <laughs> Jack Barrett's pressure was a problem for the Cowboys. Shaq Barrett's pressure did two things in that game. One, his one pressure against, I think it was Tony Pollard, caused Dak Prescott to not be able to step up into his throw and get it out to CeeDee Lamb for what could have been a touchdown. It could have been a touchdown. And then the other one was obviously the one, the biggest one of the season, and we thought would, would really derail the Cowboys season, the pressure that he got on Tyler Smith that caused Dak to break his thumb uh, off of his helmet. So Shaq Barrett was a problem. He had like, I think, three or four pressures in that game, two quarterback hits, um, and he just was just putting a whooping on some of these guys up front. No Shaq Barrett in this game, and I'm pretty sure you won't see Tony Pollard staying in to block. I think it was 14 times in that game. Somewhere around 14 times he was staying in a block. That can't be the game plan this week, um, and if it is, we'll be in trouble. I uh, see so you guys saying Hankins is still on IR. He won't show up on the practice. Correct. So Hankins will play, but right now, technically, he's still on IR, so he won't pop up. Absolutely correct, Jose. But he'll he'll play. Don't worry. He'll be back. Let's move on. Uh, Xavier. My bad. <laughs> I got my new, my old one. My bad. My old. There we go. Xavier Rhodes spoke to the Cowboys media yesterday, and he talked about being here, being comfortable with, with guys that he knows, coaches, right? Uh, George Edwards, I believe he played with J. Ron Curse as well. And he talked about his experience. Here's the thing with Xavier Rhodes. I said this when we signed him. Do I expect much from him from a physical standpoint on the field? I don't. He's a wild card. Very much like T.Y. Hilton, but I think T.Y. Hilton was a better wild card. But much like T.Y. Hilton, I thought that Xavier Rhodes' experience could play a, a big factor with these young bucks. This is what he said. He said, quote, can I go? If I didn't, I wouldn't be here. I've seen a lot of things and been in a lot of situations throughout my NFL career. I've been to the NFC Championship and throughout the playoffs. You can name it all. I've probably been through it. And having that experience to teach young guys what to expect 
in certain situations and what certain quarterbacks like to throw to and who their favorite players are. I've been through a lot. I can definitely help teach them about situational football. Very much like the wide receiver room, the cornerback room was lacking that kind of veteran guy who's been around the block and has had success in this league. And if they can't give you everything from a physical standpoint, from a mental, they can. And Xavier Rhodes can do that for these young cornerbacks. If he's called upon, fine. But if he's not, it could be something as small as, hey, Nashawn, on third and 10, Tom likes to do X, Y, Z to Mike Evans or Russell Gage or, or Julio Jones. Or Tom likes to do this throughout his career. Cheat inside and you might get it. Just something so small like that, right? Like, A, B, J. Lou, for as, as valuable as they are for this team, and I'm, I'm sure from a leadership standpoint, they haven't reached those highs that Xavier Rhodes has in, in, the, in, in his career, right? Two-time pro bowlers, been to NFC championships, things like that. Same thing with T.Y. Hilton. Listen, uh, Michael Gallup's been around, but Michael Gallup hasn't reached those highs to be able to say, hey, this is how boom, 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 boom. Xavier Rhodes has. There's nobody in that room that, that, that has done that. And that, even Diggs. Diggs is still learning. Diggs is still learning. So I think Rhodes can provide something from a mental standpoint. Physical, we'll see. That'd be a bonus. And then finally, I just wanted to bring this back. I don't know how many people were here at the end of the show yesterday when we got a caller. Shout out to the caller. I forget who it was. And he said, did you hear what Mike Evans said? I said, no. Nah. He said, they, you know, he called the Cowboys simple. I'm like, okay, let me go read this quote. He said, quote, they're a team that's simple. They're a good team, but they're simple. They don't run anything really exotic defensively. And offensively, they're just a really talented team. They're just going to play straight up and see if you can beat them. So we've got to come with our best. I want to focus on that real quick. And I want to focus on that from the offensive side of things as we are live here from Hattie B's Hot Chicken. And honestly, I'm going to make that our Hattie B's Hot Take of the week. And here's what the hot take is. I want y'all to hear it. I want y'all to respond. And then I'll come back to it. I don't think this is a hot take. The Cowboys can't win being, quote, as Mike Evans says, simple versus the Bucks. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, because I heard on the radio, people were kind of just poo-pooing this. But again, hot take or not take, the Cowboys can't win being simple versus the Bucks. And of course, that hot take is presented by Hattie B's Hot Chicken. No conversation about the best Nashville-style hot chicken is complete without a serious mention of Hattie B's. They were founded in Nashville in 2012, and they have since opened up here a fantastic location in Dallas, Texas, where they, sh- they serve up a varying levels of heats, right? You got Southern, which is no heat, mild, medium, hot, to the daredevil's dream, shut the cluck up. So what you waiting for, man? Hit up Hattie B's Hot Chicken. Each free-range, humanely-raised chicken is brine, hand-breaded, and fried to perfection. You can contact them at HattieBees.com or visit them right here down in Deep Ellum in Dallas at Hattie B's Hot Chicken. Hot take or not take. Cowboys cannot win 
being simple versus the Bucks. Any anybody disagree with that? And 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 and, and hot spot casino. This isn't about him being negative because he's telling the truth. <laughs> it's not really about that. The, the reason why I want to feature this is because I think it is an issue when teams look at what you do and say, "Oh man, this is they're they're a simple team. They are very they do they don't do anything exotic." So do they have to prepare? You know, for a bunch of different things, no. And, and I think that could be a detriment. And, here, and here's what I mean. High take or not take. This is why I don't believe it is. When you go back, two main reasons. When you go back to 2021 versus the Bucks in week one, the one thing you can't come out of that game and say is that the Cowboys were simple in the things that they were doing. They were, they were executing a, a different variation of things, specifically from the passing game. They didn't do simple things, right? The touchdown to, I think it was multiple touchdowns, but the the one touchdown to Amari Cooper involved some pre-snap motion, some some cool concepts after the snap. You had the touchdown to C.D. Lamb that involved the fake screen going deep. You had 21 personnel being used a ton, and it it was used by getting TP the ball on the edges from a passing game standpoint. They were doing things that the tight end screens were happening. They weren't simple then. Also put a pin in that. Then you come back to week one of this year, watch the game plan. It was very much simple, and they got their asses beat. The other thing. I've been bringing up Shanahan. I've been bringing up the Niners about this team a lot. And I said, well, let me go back and let me, let me watch this Bucks game again and make sure, Bucks versus Niners game, and make sure my eyes, my eyes were telling me the right things. Boy, Shanahan threw so many different looks at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's no way you can come out of that game and say anything that he was doing was simple. And the non-simple things... Gave the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense so much trouble. So much trouble. In, in one possession, they were throwing out five or, or six different looks, right? In one quarter, they were throwing out five or six different looks, let alone an entire game. So if they could kind of adopt that variation of an offense, which they have the personnel to do some of those things. Now, they don't have a Kyle use check, but they can use Sean McEwen in a very similar way. And when they use Sean McEwen at fullback as opposed to an offensive guard it opens things up kellen for the love of god don't go out here and run the the hawk package and send two offensive tackles out for a pass for the love of god don't come out here and run a a hook and lateral uh annexation of puerto rico when when i say don't be simple i don't mean be trickery don't 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 do that be creative and I would totally adopt that niners but i would look at that niners and bucks game and i would take about four plays that they ran and I will use it. So that's what I mean by I think there's more to this than what maybe some fans, maybe radio personalities, they're kind of just poo-pooing it like, oh, well, he's not being mean or he, I, this isn't a big deal. I think it is. I think it's a big deal because they're openly saying to you, you don't do anything creative. Thus, it's easier to defend you or easier to attack you if you're talking about the defense. The defense is a different story. I kind of wanted to focus offensively because he also brought up the Cowboys offense. So, high take, not take. The Cowboys will not win if they are simple 
versus the Bucks. And if you say, well, Sky, what is simple? Go watch the Washington game. Go watch the Titans game. That's simple. <laughs> Mike called us basic bees, yeah. Uh, why doesn't why doesn't Jerry hear this as well? I'm not sure what Jerry's hearing. Well, and then you're right, Jose. I mean, Mike said it in in, in kind of just layman's terms, and then Devin White actually came out and gave you descriptive terms. Well, this is how they're simple. <laughs> this is how they're simple. Um, can't let them use you. Basic Kellen says T Dub. I'm just saying, man. I, I I just think it's 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 a bigger deal than maybe they're letting on to be. All right, let's jump quickly into the phone lines, man. The phone lines are presented by the Cochran Firm. I told you guys about Larry and my guy Brian down at the Cochran Firm since 2005. They've been protecting and fighting for the DFW area. If you're involved in any type of automobile accidents, you know, civil cases, personal injury, whatever you need, man, hit those guys up at 1-800-THE-FIRM or get your free consultation at CochranTexas.com. Let me make sure I get you up in here. Uh, three, two. One and I'm not counting down. What's up, three, two, one? Good morning, Sky. How you doing, man? I'm good, brother. On this beautiful Fan Friday, man. I'm trying to tell you, man. Like the more the game gets closer, I'm like walking, flocking, and saying, "Oh, let's do it. Let's <laughs> take the ass right up the middle." Because I'm tired of hearing all this, oh, Vita Vea, all this, da da da. I think the big key matchup, honestly, that a lot of people aren't really talking about. Zach Martin has to be great up the middle, along with Beatis and Connor McGovern. If they give us a chance, even we can even get average at least like three to three point four yards of carry in the middle. Is doing something, it's getting the linebackers to respect the run just slightly <laughs> enough for the tight and dump it across the middle to the tight ends. There's no such thing as you know you can't you can't keep hitting yourself against a brick wall. Eventually, it's gonna crack when you do it. And I eventually think if we keep pounding the rock through the middle, because I know, I know, I know, I know. You risking it, man. So, so you want to go okay. into the teeth of the of the defense, huh? You you say screw that, we ain't good at this. Let's just do it. I'm trying to tell you, like it's like you. Hey, listen, go through the teeth. If you punch right in the mouth from the get go through the middle, what do you think the linebackers gonna do? They're gonna creeping up in the middle it it sound good right it sound good if you were able if you had the interior to do that right i don't believe the cowboys have the interior offensive line to just pound the tampa bay buccaneers in the middle when tampa bay has vita vea and hakeem hicks on the field at the same time they're one of the top rushing defenses in the nfl on the interior I don't think that's where you attack these guys. I think you attack them on the edges, and that's been proven the last two seasons against Dallas. And in week one of last year, they didn't have a lot of success running the ball because they ran the ball up the middle a lot. When they did have success, it was on the edges. In week one this year, the Cowboys actually were successful running the rock uh, with Tony or um, with Ezekiel Elliott. Tony Pollard's numbers are going to be skewed because they tried this double reverse that lost like 15 yards. It was absolutely stupid. But they tried this trickery with them. Zeke had a lot of success, and if you look at how, it was attacking the edges. I, I don't say – I would go into this game the opposite. I would say don't be stubborn in, this, in, in trying to impose your will in the part of the offense and defense that you're not good at. Instead, do it where you had success, and I think that's on the edges, man. 
Okay, got you. But also, I was going to also say, you know, um, as far as, you know, the hot take goes, um, I feel like if Kellen can scheme it up the right way, and, and if he does, I think Dallas' offense is definitely, if they can stay efficient all day long, third downs are the key to beating Tampa Bay, keeping Brady off the field, keeping the ball out of his hand, the time of possession, and as well as getting in the end zone and not settling for uh, field goals. I think they come away with a nice big win. I'm predicting me, I'm predicting 31-23, to 31-23, big time scoring on the defense. Uh, I feel like Trayvon Diggs gets a pick in this game, and I see about five sacks on Brady. Ooh, five sacks. My God, appreciate you. Uh, what's your name, Jeremy? Yes, sir. You can call me J-Rock. Appreciate you, J-Rock. All right, man. Have a good day. You too, man. Woo. Brady don't get sacked that much. I, if, if, if we sack Tom Brady five times, I think the Cowboys win this game. 100% the Cowboys win this game if you sack Tom Brady five times. All right? And he mentioned Trayvon Diggs getting a um, an interception. Great segue. He is our first matchup, him along with someone else, our first matchup in our playoff matchup confidence meter that I want to talk about, y'all. So here we go. Trayvon Diggs, Deron Bland versus Mike Evans, Mike Simple Evans. And Chris Godwin, what is your confidence level in Diggs and Bland versus Evans and Godwin? Confidence high? Is it moderate? Is it low? Where are we at here with Diggs and Bland, Evans, Godwin? I am high on this one here. Diggs has matched up with Evans very well over the last two years. Yes, he got... The one-handed catch on him, you can argue a little bit of a push-up, but whatever. He got the one-handed catch on him, uh, but he absolutely shut him down last season and had some successful um, reps against him this year. And then you got Deron Bland, who was playing some some really good ball, and he's healthy, and he's likely going to be matched up with Chris Godwin in that slot. I like him against Godwin more than I like J. Lou or A.B. or anybody because he matches Godwin's physicality. If you look at a couple big plays that Godwin had, in the first matchup, it was quick screens. It was get the ball to him real fast and break a few tackles and, and get down the field. Deron Bland reads those things better than probably anyone on the team, and he's physical at the catch point. He's physical at the line of scrimmage if you want to try to do those quick screens and he's up on you. So I love this matchup. I am extremely high on this matchup, and, and I understand they may make some plays here or there, but Diggs and Bland against Evans and Godwin, I, I don't want to say an edge or whatever, but I feel like they can hold their own. If not, win, just flat out win this one. I think they might be able to flat out win this one. In fact, I think Tom will elect to attack the other side. I just do. I think Tom will not try to test Diggs all game. Now, what they'll do, they're going to run a double move on Diggs. It's, it's coming. They're going to try to trick Diggs. They're going to look at that Eagles tape and say, well, if we run this quick slant the first two plays of the game, and then we'll hit him with a, 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 a double move and see if he bites on it. So they got to be ready for that. As for Godwin, it, it's pretty standard slot stuff. He's a big slot. They're going to use him like a big slot, and I think Bland plays that well. So I'm very high on this matchup. Uh, where are y'all at in this, Cowboys Nation? Where are y'all at on this? Uh, high, moderate. Make Brady smash more tables, right? Very confident, high. If Diggs is traveling with Evans high, right, right, right. 
Tuan very high, high as high as well. Everybody is pretty high on this matchup, um, in the, with their confidence meter. Same. I, I'm 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 way up here with this matchup. The next one though. I want to know how y'all feel about that. Uh, let's get to. Is this my guy Mel in the building? King Scott, yo, what yo. it do? What's good, brother? Happy playoff Friday, brother. Playoff Friday. It's, Man, play, it's uh, playoff Friday, but we play Monday, though. So it's going to be playoff Monday when we get here. So. Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, weird well, weekend know, we, for we us. Won't, we won't talk again until after the game. So. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, nah. I'm going to be on Monday. I don't think I'm. I don't think they're going. Oh, gonna be, oh you doing th- a show? You doing a show show Monday morning? I think. I think. Let me let me talk to the peoples again. I got. I got to go back and talk to my peoples okay. again, man. Because <laughs> I, I I know I know you're gonna be at Texas Live. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know if you were gonna do 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 a show and do Texas Live. So I said well, it might be be the last opportunity. I probably shouldn't, but but we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. Man, but uh, it's taken me a while since since the Washington game. But I'm feeling pretty confident, man. And you haven't gotten to this matchup yet, so I don't – I guess I'm going to spoil it, but I, I was calling in to talk about it. Mike McCarthy versus Todd Bowles. Mike McCarthy – You're close. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, man, Mike has a very good playoff record. If you look at his playoff record as far as when he was with Green Bay. Todd Bowles – has not really been a successful head coach. Um, even if you look at him taking over this year, it hasn't, you know, it hasn't been nearly as good as the last two years that they've had in Tampa. Right. Um, playoff games usually are not blowouts. If you look at playoff games, usually they come down to fourth quarters, last couple of drives, and nothing, turn, nothing gives you success more than failure. And I think the failure that we had last year is going to propel us for the fourth quarter um, into victory for this year, man. So I'm feeling really, really confident. It's going to be a tight game. It's not going to. Be, we're not putting up 30 points. So I, I, I really kind of would hope everybody start throwing that out the window. I don't see a 30 point game here. I'm seeing like 24-17. Uh, Brady and that passing attack. Although he's thrown the ball a lot, they haven't had a lot of success really. Throwing the ball, if you watch their games, the, the, their passing attack really hasn't really been on point, man. So as far as the Diggs and the Bland matchup, I like Diggs and I like Bland. I don't like Bland in this matchup, though. You, w- wait, you don't like Diggs or Bland in this matchup? No, no, no. I like Diggs right, in right. this matchup. I don't like Bland. Oh, why is that? Um, But I – if uh, if you look at Bland throughout the course of this season, he's very very good against wide receiver threes, or or guys that are not you know kind of like that upper I don't want to use even word upper echelon of receiver, but a little bit more seasoned receiver. When I looked at him against even like a Devontae over at uh in Philly, or um there was there was another guy he kind of struggled really, against too. He just flipped him he off. Didn't str- I don't think he struggled in that game. D- D- Devontae ate up. The opposite guy. Who was number two in that game? Um, uh, Kelvin was in that game, I think, at number two at one point. Mackenzie Alexander was in that game. Um, and there's another. Nathan played in that game. Yeah, yeah, Nathan. Right, 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 right. I, the, the Bland, that yeah. was the game De'Ron Bland had a couple PBUs. I think he had a tackle for loss and interception. 
So I thought he played fantastic. Uh, in, he, did, he, did, he did have the interception, but he also yeah. he got beat on that out route in the end zone. That was him. That was him on the oh, out route oh, in the he, end zone. But, but what, what do you? So here's the thing. What do you expect him to do playing ten yards off the ball on the on fourth? That's a bad call, in my opinion. If Deron Bland is playing up on the guy, I think he makes a play on that ball. But when you're playing ten yards off the ball, I don't put that on Deron Bland. I put that on the call. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. So my thing is, my my thing is, what on the call? What on the film? Deron is out there. Yeah, but but, but I, what he I, I, what did he do from a physical standpoint that made you worry about going up against Godwin? I think Godwin and Smith are complete. If you're worried, if you're saying, well, you don't tr- you don't have faith in him because of what Smith did to him, I don't think Smith and yeah. Godwin are even remotely close into the style of play. Godwin is a more bigger guy, more slower guy that I think that bigger, Bland, more physical. Yeah, I, I, I mean, in my opinion, I think Bland matches up extremely well with, with Chris Godwin, brother. Hey man, you you could be right on that. You could be right on that. We'll see. I it just it just feels like when I've seen Duran in the situations where he's where he's gotten beat, it's been against. And again, everybody's gonna get beat in the league. So like, I'm yeah. not expecting him to be like a shutdown corner. That's not really my expectation. So I do want to be fair. But I can see Duran just like I can see Diggs. You know, they they might get beat a couple of times, but um. I, I, I wouldn't favor Duran in this matchup. I do, and I guess let me be fair. I think he can probably hold his own. But yeah, if I don't he holds love his him own, in this matchup as much as I love Diggs. That's that's fair. I mean, Diggs is all pro, so. Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's what. I, like, if they're gonna win somewhere in that matchup, but I do. I love I love how you phrase this question, and you left out any resemblance of anyone else who could, any oh. other corner who could be on that field. No, Deron Bland, Deron Bland and Diggs versus Godwin and Evans. That, that's, that's, that's the matchup that, that I want to know about. Because, obviously, qu- cornerback two is the biggest question. Nobody has confidence in cornerback two, you know, if they're matched up Nobody, with one of those yeah, guys. Exactly. So, so it's, it's, it's Bland and Diggs. And, and anytime somebody has challenged Diggs or Bland on contested throws, which you'll get with Chris Godwin because he's a big slot, they have failed nine times out of ten, right, or five times out of whatever since he got an interception. So, I, I walk him in. I say, yes, please throw your contested passes to Deron Bland and Chris Godwin. The only time that you've seen, in my opinion, him get beat was uh, in, real bad was the Packer game. That was the worst time he's gotten beat um, this year, in my opinion. Other than that, it took like a guy having to pick him, and then you got Kirk, Christian Kirk going down, down the seam, right, and they hit him on the money. But in my opinion, it was a, a nice little pick. But other than that, man, Deron Bland against, against this style of receiver – I hope they challenge him on, on these contested catches. I think he'll come away with a pick if he do. Man, I, I'm I'm a roll with you, brother. I'm a roll with you, man. Uh you I don't watch nearly the amount of film that you do. So I'll, often I'm gonna lean on what you say on in this one. But um yeah, man. Uh I do like the digs. The sluggo is coming. The yeah. sluggo The conference has been locked. Sluggo is coming. Be ready, please. It's coming. <laughs> man. I'm going to jump off of here, brother. It's Friday, man. I know you got tons of callers trying to get in, man. Thank you for letting me in, brother. Let's go, Cowboys. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, brother. He uh, brought up – he said – he brought up a matchup I want to get to here. That's why I wanted this page, but then we couldn't get the music off. Um, our next matchup meter. He said Ty Bowles versus McCarthy. I don't think it's Ty Bowles versus McCarthy, though. That's why I said he's close. I'll try to get you in DMV. Hold on. Let me open it back up. Come on in, DMV. The conference has been full, unlocked. We got, we got a lot of callers. Man. I don't know. Um, I don't think it's Ty Bowles versus McCarthy. I think it's Kellen Moore versus Todd Bowles. 
what is your confidence level in Kellen Moore versus Todd Bowles? And I know this is it's controversial, but high, moderate, or low? Helen Kellen. If y'all haven't seen Division Three Football's Finest, please go watch that movie and check out that scene. Oh, Helen Keller. Uh, I'm at a, and this might, this might shock y'all, but I'm at a moderate level. And here's why I'm at a moderate level. I'm not low. You would think I'd be low because of the way this offense has been kind of just been operating from a schematic standpoint over the last two, three weeks. Here's why I'm at a moderate. Because last year, he got the best of Todd Bowles, y'all. He did. He got the best of Todd Bowles in that matchup. The Cowboys racked up almost 500 yards of offense. Dak was absolutely phenomenal in that game. Um, they, they really couldn't stop the Cowboys. And that was without a running game. That, that was without him even a, attempting to try to stick to any semblance of a run game on the exterior, on the perimeter. So it's like, okay, 2021, I got a little bit of confidence that if we kind of take little things from that and implement it, we can have some success. But, but, so, but it's not high because of what happened in week one, right? It's not high because of, of the game plan that we came out in in week one where Ty Bowles absolutely got the best of Kellen Moore, and Kellen Moore and this offense decided to do the same exact things that they were doing at the end of 2021, which that offense wasn't great. That offense was not great. So I'm not high. I'm not low. I am, I'm, a, I'm at a moderate level here with this matchup. And that might be being nice because Ty Bowles, he, might, he may have figured something out against this, this offense in week one. Um, and he likes the blitz. Now, Dak has been usually great against the blitz throughout his career. He's been good this year against the blitz. Um, and that's where they get a lot of their pressures. No, no more Shaq Barrett. Like, I think that is huge. Joe Tryon is out there, but he ain't Shaq Barrett. Without Shaq Barrett, man, I think they lose that edge advantage. I think their pass rush is going to have to come from blitzing and come from the interior. So if you're not getting home from a pass rush standpoint on, on the exterior and they decide to drop back that six or seven, right? You know how they like people like to do the umbrella uh, coverage. I do think... Kellen has adapted to that by sending out more guys. He has adapted to that. Before it was, we were trying to send two to three guys out to 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 seven dudes. His concepts still suck, to be honest. But at the very least, you give Dak some options. And if the pass protection holds up, he has to use his legs to run around. And 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 I would say not just run around on scramble drills like Mike McCarthy is advocating for, but literally run. Just go get you six, seven, eight yards. Run. So. <laughs> It ain't, a, it ain't high. It ain't nowhere near high. And it's on a lower level of moderate. I ain't going to lie to you. But it ain't low either. Where we at here? High, moderate, low. A lot of people already seen low. <laughs> Eli said, I'm thinking with my heart. I, maybe I am. <laughs> Brandon says, Sky, you being nice. Maybe I am. Uh, no Shaq Barrett. Low on no Cooter Kellen. I like that one. Uh, sweet Cooter Kellen. There's <laughs> just some actually moderate. Oh, Professor said he's moderately high. Are you talking about Kelly? Are we talking about... (laughs) Shout out to John Oney, man. John be on Twitter. Talking about that Stiggy Iggy over there. I said, John, listen, man. If I come to Cali again, I'm going to have to hit you up. Uh, Low, 
I'm giving a light green. Medium high, says Peasy. Interesting. Low, low. TC just dropped the, the poop emoji. <laughs> um, DMV, you in it? All right, cool. We got you, DMV. The conference has been locked. Moderately moderate, <laughs> Marquise. I'm more on the, 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 the lower level of the moderate. That's where I'm at with it. Um, let's get back to the lines. I want to hear from our guy, DMV Fanatic. And, and just to shout out my bro, Vach, John from DMV <laughs> Fanatic. <laughs> hey, can you hear me? I got you loud and clear, bro. I got you loud and clear. Yeah, man. Hey, I appreciate the work that you guys do, man. Look, y'all get me through some tough work days, my guy. You know, y'all get me through some tough work days, and that's probably the most, uh, the best work that I get through today because I'm listening to y'all in the background and, you know, great hey, show, you know what I'm saying, chemistry. I appreciate it, DMV, but but y'all get me through this a lot of the times too. Y'all don't even know it. That's why when, when I say I, y'all understand how I truly appreciate y'all, I truly do because y'all, y'all help me get through things because I don't put everything on screen. I'm a very private person, but people go through stuff, right? But y'all help me get through it too, so appreciate y'all. Yeah, definitely, man. There was there's two things, you know, I wanted to talk about and I'm gonna keep it, you know what I'm saying, keep it short. But uh offensively, uh what do you think about, you know, more play action on first down to kinda of keep them from anchoring on the run? Because Tampa Bay, the first time they said they kinda of did everything we thought they were gonna do. Um, in my mind I think play action uh, on first down a couple of times might keep them on their heels a little bit, like, hey, you know, they're not in the same rhythm of what they normally do. And Secondly, uh, defensively, like, my, my thought is have have Trayvon Diggs, uh, you know what I'm saying, follow Evans because the first time they were able to, because they knew where he was going to line up, they were able to, you know, keep tight formations over there and kind of pin and pull and get tackles on the pull against Trayvon Diggs. Um, I kind of feel like with Evans, if they're going to try and run at Trayvon Diggs, then they'll be using their best pass threat as a pass blocker, which you really don't want. But And second – cornerback two, I'm thinking should be uh, Nashawn Wright with Deron Bland kind of bracketing uh, Godwin in, in, in the slot. And with this, you might be able to mix, your ma- mix and match zone and man. So let me know what you think about those points. Uh, so so let, let's start from the top real quick while I got you on the horn. Um, I am I'm play action every now. Like, <laughs> I love play action. Like Play action is the best pass in the National Football League in my opinion. I would run it all the damn time. Not not literally, but you know what I mean. Heavy play action. The Cowboys, when they run heavy play action, they usually are successful, um, especially under Dak Prescott. He's one of the best play action quarterbacks in the league. Here, here is the but be careful part of that against this team, John. I don't know if you remember when we broke down this game in week one, but did you notice how disrespectful the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were to the play action? I mean, they were, they were absolutely disrespectful to it. What I mean is, Listen to Devin White. We knew they weren't going to stick with the run. So the fact mm. that the Cowboys didn't stick with the run, they didn't honor the play action. Like, they were clearly coached that week to say, hey, if they come out like this, or if you don't see the lineman do that, don't go against all instincts as a linebacker in safety and play pass. Like, I promise you, bro, go watch that week one matchup, and you'll see – on half, if not more, of those play actions, the linebackers are not biting hard. They're barely biting at all. The safeties are staying put. They're not honoring the play action. And that goes against everything I believe about play action, right, where you don't have to run successfully 
to to get guys to bait play action. What you have to do is just have the threat of the run for the most part. That's that's true in my opinion. But I think they were coasting game plan to disrespect it, and that's why you saw so many times and people were getting upset. Well, why is he throwing it in this window? Why? Because you got two guys out in a route against seven guys in coverage. That is extremely hard. Mm-hmm. Why is he holding the ball? Well, where can he go to? So I am I am all about play action, but I think we got to be a little bit more creative with it this 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 uh, game, right? I would say do more of the play action you saw against the. Um, who was it? The Giants, where you saw some of that orbital motion. You saw Peyton Hendershot coming back around. Now he's doing a wheel route. Some of the play action you saw against the Jaguars. Be creative, not simple, because we were doing standard 12, t- 12 personnel, play action. The tight ends were staying in to block for about two or three seconds, and then one would release, and now you got a two-man option route and a, and a check down underneath. But there really, there really wasn't anything to get to in those play actions. So a long answer. I'm with you, play action on first, second, third down for all I care. But, but just a little caveat to remember, hopefully they respect your run game this year or this weekend because they didn't respect it in week one, and that's with Zeke having success, right? Remember, Zeke averaged over five yards per carry. So. Yeah, probably was his best game. Probably was his best game more uh, effective-wise uh, that first week besides that in the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean uh, – well, that was from from from, a, from an efficiency standpoint, but he just didn't get the ball enough. They didn't attack it enough for him to have like one of his best games, and and I would have been stubborn with it because that seemed to be the only thing that was working. And then I would have worked off of that. Like you could have worked play action from from um from the perimeter, right? Like you could have did some get a guy pulling. I see San Fran do this all the time. I see the Cowboys do it. They'll have their guard pull. It looks like it's going to be a pull for a, a block, and then he's pass blocking, and Dak's coming around, and he's got a level read. And you said something, I think, on Twitter that I agree. We suck at those. <laughs> like, we, don't, we don't have any great level concepts at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely, bro. Uh, if you look at it, there's never anybody crossing the field. Uh, it, it's just a lot of outside routes, you know. Um, yeah, I, I don't know why we don't do it. Maybe there's something they know about in the building as to why why we don't do it, but I just watch other teams in the league do it. It's been around for forever, and I, I just don't understand why we don't do historical concepts over time that have worked for decades. Well, they do. This is what they do work that, that's been you know, here around for decades, that, that Zampezi style of offense, the the number system. People say Garrett, but it really comes from him being under Ernie Zampezi. They, they still do a lot of those concepts. And I think they're outdated. I think you need to do teams that are having big play success and getting guys wide open. Watch. It's a ton of mesh. It's a ton of overs. It's a ton of daggers. Yeah. It's, a, it's a ton of things that are putting pressure on your safety and your linebacker to make a decision. And then you read off of that. With the Cowboys, teams are just like, hey, just drop back, man. <laughs> we, we don't, don't read the don't read receiver. Don't read nothing. Just drop back because the concepts, the concepts are bad. You've heard Kurt Warner say it plenty of times. And you've heard Jesse say it plenty of times. These are man-beating concepts. And teams are just like, okay, we're not going to give you man. Exactly. But, you know, there's enough film out there for people who have had success against them. We just got to be able to get to what we do comfortably, and I'm pretty sure there are things that we can use in this week. Like, don't overthink it, you know. They got stuff in their bag. He just has to bring that back. (laughs) Flat out. Yeah, absolutely. just got to bring that back, bro. Hey, good call. I know you wanted to talk about uh, Evans. and What was the last one? Oh, the defense where I was just saying have Diggs follow uh, Mike Evans and have uh, Bland, you know, kind of shadow um, Godwin in the slot and we mix and match the zones and mans up. You know what I'm saying? That, oh, yeah, that was yeah. the last point. Yeah, that, I, I, I agree. I think, I think you're going to have to mix and match things. And 
and, and disguise things. That's the main thing, right? Disguise things. Uh, Tom Brady has seen everything pre-snap. So you, you got to disguise things post-snap. Like, don't just come out here and be in one particular defense all game in one way. Because while it may work early, he'll adapt, and then he'll start eating you up. So just kind of disguise it. And, and, and I agree. Travel Evans with, or digs with Evans. And I, I, Bland, I, I, hell, you're right. I travel Bland with Godwin as well and then put safety help over top. But that, you know, it all depends what the call is. Yeah, absolutely, bro. And just because Tom has seen everything don't mean those receivers that he don't trust has seen everything. Right. So Or offensive line or, I'm, yeah, yeah. Appreciate you, my guy. Thank you. Hey, great call, DMV. Great call. Yeah, man, uh, you know, I, I love the thought of play action. I'm all about play action. I don't understand why we don't use it often. It should be implemented. In a, it should be 15 plays. You want to talk about a number, right? Like they love to get to a number with running. I would have no problem being stubborn about getting to a number with play action. Always, always give me play action. Um... Let's do our last one. We got a lot of callers, man. I got to fly through these things. I got to gotta get to the vet here in a second. Let's get to our last. Where are we at here? Our last matchup meter. I don't know how y'all feel about this one. Michael Parsons and D-Law versus Tristan Wirfs and Donovan Smith. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers tackles. D-Law and Micah are likely going to be, and I don't see Micah playing a lot of linebacker this week. I think he'll be doing a lot of DE things. That's what he's been doing all year, over 700 snaps from the defense. And position, uh, and less than 180 in the box. High, moderate, or low. Mind you, Micah had two sacks in that game against Tom Brady. Um, one came on worse, I think, the, or Smith. The other came on the backup to Smith. I think Donovan Smith, though, has not – Donovan Smith, I don't call him a mouse in the house. He, he's a – he's probably their version of Doug Free, maybe a little bit better, but but their, their guy that hey, – he he's a backyard brawler. He can try to get it done, but he can be beat. Wirfs, we know Wirfs is an all-pro young guy that, that is a phenomenal tackle. Um, D-Law and Micah have won some matchups with him, but, but he's a guy that I would have confidence winning more often than not over there. So high, moderate, or low. And this is a very good point here, uh, Professor O. Moderately low because of Brady's time to throw. Now, maybe I should have added in real tiny under Smith, Brady, because that's a good point, but I didn't. So because Micah and D-Law could technically get a win and force Tom Brady to throw it faster, and now maybe it's an accurate throw. Maybe it's an incomplete pass. And, and, and while it might not be a sack, that's still a win, right? So Tom is going to get the ball out fast regardless. But if Micah and D-Law are making him get the ball out fast, I think that's just as important as um, as getting a sack. Tom wasn't good in that game against the Cowboys, and he had a career high of time to throw, 2.1 seconds. 2.1. He got the ball out almost right away because the Cowboys' pass rush was just too much for him. So he didn't have really a good game. It was their run game that carried them. So I'm actually moderately high. I see a lot of people are using that now. Moderately high on this one. I think Mike and D-Law can, can get some wins um, against against them. I do. I think Wirfs is fantastic. Uh, but but I think between – and maybe I should have added in Sam Williams. 
Maybe I should add an Dante Fowler. You know, I think going into this game, I think you do have the advantage from a pass rushing standpoint because you have so many guys you can throw at them. But it's going to come down to that coverage, ain't it? It's going to come down to that coverage. It's going to come down to that coverage. If the Cowboys can can make him hold the ball a tick, tick, tick extra, uh, then you can get home. But I'm not even expecting to come into this game to sack Tom Brady a bunch. The idea is to come into this game and make Tom Brady get rid of the ball faster. Tom, again, if, if you come into this game and say, hey, Tom, come out of this game and say, Tom got rid of the ball in 2.1 seconds. If your offense handles business, I think you win. I think you win because you're making him speed up almost two-tenths of a second more than he's used to throwing a ball in the season. And he's throwing a ball at a, at a really fast rate. So I've been all about getting home, and I still think getting home is key, right? Like if you can get to Tom, Tom gets sacked. He don't get sacked a lot, but you got to him twice. If you can sack him two to three times and didn't make him get rid of the ball a bunch other than that, that's a successful day. Whereas if you sack another quarterback two times that holds the ball a lot, I might say, man, we went from being a team that's getting five, six sacks a game to two. That's a problem. Two to three times against Tom and making him throw the ball in two seconds, that's a win, man. That's a win. So I'm moderately high. I'm moderately high. Peace out, Trips Aces. I don't know what that even means, but bye. <laughs> bye. Bye, Felicia. All right, let's uh let's wrap up these phone calls here. Let's get to four six nine, then DJ, then we're gonna close it out with Glenn. What's good, four six nine? Oh, let me get you up here. Quickly, there you go. Um, really quickly, Justin Tuck talked about how Larry Allen um there was one game in particular where Larry Allen would tell them, Hey, the ball's coming right here and you aren't gonna do anything to stop it. So the same way that Michael, I believe Michael Evans is talking about is basically all Dallas's offense is set up to where you have to do something to where it makes it easier for the receivers to play easy, the uh, quarterback to play easy, and you have to be able to prove you can stop it. It's a simple offense that works for people. But the problem is our team, for some odd reason, isn't getting it. I know when – I'm not trying to say Dak is a, isn't a better quarterback than Cooper Rush because he's way better. Way better quarterback. But there was a point in time in where uh, even Dak said, you know what, I realized that, that this offense could be so simple, and there's a reason for it. So if Dak can get out of his own head sometimes, I think he could be a better quarterback, and he oh, can make this 100%. offense work. I mean, the offense – and here's the problem, right? We – we have recency bias against the Washington game. The offense was scoring 32 point, 31 points per game <laughs> prior to that. So, so the offense has been working. I think it's been working because you're quarterback. But if you remember last week, I said, what if your quarterback has an off day, though? What if, what if your third down conversions aren't, aren't – he's not converting them? What, what happens then? And we saw that. I'm going to say – Your quarterback had an the off game day. Go ahead. I'm not going to blame Kellen or Dak. I'm going to blame uh, McCarthy for that game because Dak had no business being out there past the second quarter at all. Well, well regardless, that's, the, that's different from the, from the process and the, and, and the result, right? Like, he was out there, and, and the offense was bad, and he was bad. So I can't blame McCarthy for how he played, right? 
He was out there. I know you're playing to win, but at, at the end of the day, McCarthy should have been keeping up with the game of San Francisco and Philadelphia. That's just my opinion. I just feel that's more important because you could risk an injury. Thankfully, nobody came out with injuries like that, but you could still risk injury, things like that, and you're headed to the playoffs. It just wasn't smart. No, I don't disagree with that part. Like you're, you're. I don't think they should have. Once you, once you get to the fourth quarter and you realize, all right, man, this they were playing terrible. The 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 uh, Eagles are up by seventeen or whatever it was. Yeah, it's time to pull them. But I understood why he wanted to try to get some type of momentum um, from that game back on their side. The problem was they didn't call it that way. They called it as if it was some vanilla preseason game. And if that's the case, why the hell even play your starters? Like why? Very true. Very yeah. true. But I think the game, I think for Dallas' offense, it's very simple because at the end of the day, that same simple offense is what helped us to find out our identity because of the personnel that we have right now until we can become more elite. I don't think if you're going to become more more elite with this with this coordinator quarterback duo. And that's not even, and if y'all know me, it's not a knock on the cue. It's a knock on the coordinator. I think you've reached your peak, and I think your offense is – peak offense with Dak because of Dak, not because of the coordinator. I think there's so much more that you can accomplish uh, with a different style of offense. The problem is, if you do get rid of Kellen in an offseason, do you trust them to find a guy to come in and do some of these more moderate things uh, on a consistent basis? In my opinion, the only thing Kellen has to really adjust is learning how to utilize the running game more. I feel like he gets too pass happy, and it puts Dak in a bind. That's just my opinion on yeah, that's, that. That's one of many. <laughs> I mean, I have to be fair to him this year on that. He's actually been way more balanced this year, like like way more balanced. I wouldn't even if we did like a total poll. If we did like a if we did like a ranking of of things about him, being balanced is actually low to me. Situational football is high. Uh, his scheme is high, um, and the ability to routinely adjust. There was a point in the season where you felt like that was happening would be above those things to me as opposed to the – from this year. Historically speaking, yes. <laughs> but this year, he's, he's stubbornly been balanced to a point where the last couple of weeks it's like, hey, I get it. You want to be balanced, but now you're just banging your head against the wall and it's hurting your team meaning the Cowboys' running attack was terrible the last two weeks, and he kept running, and he was running in a, in a terrible way. I think he needed to be different. But to be fair to Kevin, he's been a bit more balanced this year. I know that um, last year against San Francisco, he ended up turning to Kyle Shanahan, and that was a problem Say because again. he forgot to run the ball. So Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, you know, he makes – Great plays all the way up into the Super Bowl. Wait, wait, wait. You, about the run, you so. said he turned into Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, when when he forgets to use to run the ball. Man, listen, Kyle uh, Shanahan would do that. He ain't got a he ain't <laughs> got a ounce of Kyle Shanahan talent in his body. I would love for him to turn to Kyle Shanahan. Oh uh, well, I would love I'm for him to get. Part. Well, I would love for him to get to the point where he got to get to the negative part. Because you know what, I'd much rather complain about my my offensive coordinator not running the ball in the Super Bowl than my offensive coordinator not running the ball in the wild card round. I digress. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs>
I would love for him to be Kyle Shanahan. Please, Kellen, turn into Kyle Shanahan for four games, goddammit. Here's the thing. One more before you go. Can you imagine we get to the Super Bowl, he runs his offense like Kyle Shanahan, and then he turns into the pass-happy thing and they lose? We'd all hate it, but he'd be gone, right? And then you can, get, you can say, well, look, let's go get Kyle Shanahan's water boy and run that offense. And we'll be right back. He'll be fine. <laughs> I'm serious. Well, we shall see, huh? All right, man. Appreciate you, man. Good call. All right. Let's get DJ up in here. What's good, DJ? Hey, well, good morning, Scott. Good morning, Scott. How you doing today, brother? I'm good, man. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, I'm just going to hit you with uh, the offense and defense real quick. I think offensively, um, it really there's not really a person on the Tampa Bay that the matchup is would be important for. I think it, the biggest matchup for this game is offensively the Dallas Cowboys versus themselves. Um, and specifically Kevin Moore. I hate to harp on things. I, I, I pride myself on not talking about what was just talked about, but Fine. Kevin has to uh, Kevin has to get the ball to people that need to get the ball. Uh, you know, a lot of touches for Tony Pollard, not as many touches for Noah Brown. If you're utilizing Noah Brown, nothing you got to utilize him like a tight end in the passing game, nothing over 10 yards. Um, get the ball to C.D. Lamb, which he hasn't struggled with on that point, but continue to do that. If something's working, continue to do that. Like I, And like I, we spoke about the other day, if something doesn't work, don't keep trying to go back to that well and make it work. Just move forward and try to find something that does. Right. I think that uh, – the biggest matchup is them versus themselves offensively. And then defensively, as far as the defensive backfield, I think the most important is the guys in between the numbers versus Tom Brady. So, mm. yes, you know, so, like, for instance, the last thing you want is for Diggs or Bland to start thinking too, too much. And just allow them to be themselves. The only thing is, is that if – double move digs that safety can't be late because he can bite all day if the safety over the top is there to make up for it they have to have, there has to be some kind of communication there for that and so nine times out of ten if, they, if, if you're getting this if you're oh, and i'm just just thinking out loud here but if you're going to have if you're having safety help over top in that manner um is it is likely going to be some form of cover too yeah. right Right, likely. Yeah. But usually, when yeah, most when teams are scheming up a double move, they're trying to catch you in a like a single high look. They're trying to get you unbalanced mm. on one side. It happened. Um, it happened against Trayvon Diggs uh, against the Eagles, and it happened against Kelvin Joseph. It wasn't too high, so you, you you didn't have that safety help, right? Which is why you you see them bite. But if they got safety help, I don't think they would. I think if they bit on safety help, and you try to throw up a a lob ball, the safety would just intercept it. So I think it's about them catching them in that, in, in my in my, my opinion. Yeah, fair, fair. Um, and the, the, the last part of what uh, my point about the guys in between the numbers, um, because the pass rush is still effective, but it's just a tad bit slower than what it was early in the season. Um, yeah, they're not the finishing, right, DJ? They're yeah, not finishing. They're just one step slower. So I think the important part, um, is for the safeties and the linebackers to force third and fourth window throws versus first or second window throws, um, which can can burn you. I don't, I'm not saying live it, live in that because you can't live in anything with, uh, versus Brady. Um, but their ability to 
and on the, on the if it's a slant or a short crosser to kind of be there to force him more to the middle of the field uh, and have him hold the ball just that extra half to to a full second longer then that will give a chance for the the right that D line to get home right that's what I was saying earlier about about uh, the pass rush and the coverage kind of working together you're you're going to need I think to disguise your coverage this this week just so that Brady has to think an extra tick. So the the pass rush can get home. Excuse me. So the pass rush can get home. Um, Again, I don't know that you can live in one look all game pre-snap. I don't think you can do it with this dude because he'll he'll just he'll just adapt. He'll just adapt and take it. And as long as you're making them matriculate down the field, and then stopping them in the red zone, I think that's what happened against the Bucks game, right? They were running. That's mm-hmm. why I was. I know they got ran on and everything, but I was like, yeah, they got ran on and scored 19 points. They got ran on and, and had to kick a bunch of field goals. And Tom Brady is yep. going to get first downs. He's going to convert. He's going to dink and dunk his way down the field and get in field goal range. Can you stop them from scoring touchdowns? They have not been good in the red zone. If you can get back to being a stout red zone defense, I think you can have some success against this team. Just don't get beat with big plays through the air. If you don't get beat with big plays through the air, you make Tom Brady have to dink and dunk. You make them have to make, you know, potentially have a mistake, potentially have the wrong read. And you saw it when, when DQ disguised it. We, we dropped this earlier this week. DJ, I'm not sure if you watched the show. Um, mm-hmm. Kurt Warner talked about one play where it looked like single-eye safety, and then boom, they came out into a cover two and made Tom Brady hold it a tick second longer, inaccurate throw. Another one was it looked like they were going to blitz, and then boom, they pulled Donovan Wilson back, interception. Right, so you just got to do things pre-snap um, or post-snap to confuse Tom. For sure, for sure. And and my thing is, is if uh, for ten possessions for seventy plays, you're forcing them to be perfect for seventy plays, which can, I mean, it's not likely, right? But it, you know, if they do it, shouts out to them. But it, it it's not likely that they're perfect and matriculate for seventy plays. Um, and if you're forcing them to have to matriculate for 70 plays, then I, I can live with that. And then it's on your offense at that point. I was about to say, yeah, you, what you really want, uh, you don't even want it to be 70. You you want your offense to um, perform so well that, that the Bucks only have a handful of these opportunities, right? Like you, your Bucks only get 52 plays, you know, 49 yeah, plays, because your offense is fair. converting on third down and then scoring in the red zone. Um, but I know one thing we don't want. Before I get you out of here, we, we don't want this game to come down to Tom Brady having to get the having to get in field goal range. We we don't want that. No, Lord, no. <laughs> I mean, oh my God, bro. Like I like I know I'll, I'll leave it on. I know I'll leave it on. I would, but I would just turn. I like everything in my body would want to turn off the TV. I'm like, bro, it's it's done. Everything there's, there's a minute and a half left. Everything in my body. He's down by one. I'm like, oh, Jesus Bro, everything in my body would be like, all right, let me go ahead and change the score in the postgame show. Come on, Jesse, let's get ready. Let's get ready to be pissed. All right, welcome in, Cowboys Nation, before the game's even over. Cowboys lose 19-16. Tom Brady just kicked the field goal. Because that's just, you don't want this game to come down to Tom Brady having to go down and get a field goal. You just don't want to do that. Uh, no, no. I mean, honestly, I don't even want him to have to go down and get a touchdown. Get touchdown. With him. I don't want him having <laughs> the ball. I don't want him having the ball last. I don't. You, I don't facts, want him having facts, the ball last. Facts. You want to get the Tom Landry shift to end this game. That's how you want to win this game. You need the Landry yeah. shift. 
give me a two-score game with a minute and a half left. And I'm not even fully comfortable with that, but if it's a two-possession game and there's a minute and a half, I'd be like, all right, we like just if he scores, he scores, but, like, offense keeps the ball. Like, we're getting the ball back. Just keep the ball. Right. But, I, I mean, yeah, I, just, I don't want him to have the last possession whatsoever Dude. with a chance to win the game. I, I'm out on that. No, we definitely don't want that, man. Hey, appreciate the call. Good stuff, DJ. Yes, sir. <laughs> Can you imagine, man? Like the 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 feeling in the pit of your stomach. A minute and eleven left. Dallas is up twenty four, twenty two. Be lying to yourself if you was like, oh yeah, well, I have no worries. Y'all know me. I can't lie. I can't fake it to y'all, man. I'll be sick to my stomach until that that clock hits double zeros in this 24-22 Cowboys. Nightmare scenario. Um, Where we at here? Oh, we got Glenn. Hold tight, Glenn. Hold tight real quick. Let's get to uh, Doppelganger Sky real quick before we get up out of here. Appreciate y'all today. Y'all have been fantastic on this Fan Friday. Uh, here live at How to Beast Chicken. The fan focus focus on your health, presented by Boston Scientific. If you are one of 39 men suffering from ED, Boston Scientific has created edcure.org to help you find your best cures. Real easy. Real easy. Head on over to edcure.org. You'll take some, uh, some tests. You'll, you know, you'll find some content. Click on that content, and uh, you'll find the best cure for you. Visit edcure.org, brought to you by Boston Scientific. Say it with me, folks. Say it with me, folks. It ain't hard, but you can be. Uh, let's get back <laughs> to the phone lines here. Glenn, send us out, good buddy. What's up, man? Hey, hey what's good, Sky? Uh, it's, it's funny how I'm coming in out on, after that promo. Uh, <laughs> I, I, had, I had to do it. I had to find a good way. <laughs> I had to find a way to get it in there, man. Yeah, good, good comedic timing. Um, listen, uh, your your callers have been just uh, excellent, man. I, I really enjoy listening to their to their input, and yeah. um, I don't want to repeat anything that's been said. Feel free, brother. Uh, so I'll just so I'll just give one thought on offense and one on defense. So the one that I have on defense, and you guys alluded to this earlier, and I couldn't agree more. Play to deep zone at all times on the back end. To me. The one overrated scheme that, to me, the Cowboys don't do well, and I don't even like it really on any NFL team unless you're within the red zone, is single high safety. I am not a big fan of that. To me, single high safety is no safety at all. I don't know how many times I've seen Malik Hooker running the whole length yes. of the, the field trying to get to the other hash, and it never works out. So stay in 2 deep zone. I don't care what you do underneath, although my preference would be to – jam these receivers especially because the speed on these receivers it doesn't really scare me i guess godwin has got some fast speed on him but 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 i i like the matchup if we're playing a two deep zone and i i, I like the physicality that that bland brings Diggs will do big things he doesn't necessarily like to jam but that doesn't mean he's not right up on you i like so, that idea uh yeah yeah so so do whatever you want underneath Two deep zone at all times. And the last thing I'll say about the defense. Well, before you go, it's not do necessary. You, 
yeah, do you subscribe to the fact, though, that you got to disguise that? Or are you more so just keep them back there all game, don't, don't disguise it? I, I'm not a huge fan of disguising it, and I'll tell you why. Um, I think they do that unless well, the disguise, though, They do a good job of that. Yeah. Uh, unless the disguise is where it looks like too deep zone pre-snap and then maybe post-snap, you're, you're bringing that, you're cheating that safety up. I, I, you know, if it's, a, if it's maybe a, uh, a short down in distance. I think the thing I don't want to see is someone trying to trick Brady and then you're out of position. Because I, I just I just want players to be in position because the thing I can't have, I can't have a play where cornerback two is getting called for a cheap pass interference because teams have been feasting on that all year long. If you're going to beat my defense, you're beating me 75 yards down the field on 10 plays. Yeah. I'm going to sound plays. like a broken you're record. A cheap, you're not getting a cheap one. I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I can't stay in one look all game. I just can't do that. I feel like they, they got to mix it up. And if you watched the show the other day, and just go watch the video, actually, of, with Tom Brady or, or with Kurt Warner. Dallas did a fantastic <clears throat> fantastic job mixing it up on Tom Brady, and um, it affected him. Um, and all, through all season, man, you know, there's a lot of people on Twitter that have been you know dropping some nuggets of some of the disguised coverages that uh, Dallas has done that's confused some veteran quarterbacks. So I, I am for disguising it. Um, but I'm not for the single high. I, I'm with you. I don't want to stay in single high too much. Sometimes you got to do it, right? You're going to blitz. You're going to try something. It is what it is. But I would not live in that because it seems like every time a big play happens, it's in single high. Agreed. T- totally agreed. And, and, and I'll concede. If you want to mix it up underneath, that's fine. Maybe you bring, you know, different pressures. But, but I just – I'm reluctant to have anybody out there let's keep it a on an island. Let's, let's keep it a bean. Even if they do go single high, just shade to the opposite side of Diggs. <laughs> yeah. just, 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 that's all you got to do. We don't have to make this difficult. Yeah. Just go double cover whoever the hell was out there on Nation right. Absolutely. 100% agree. Uh, now moving to the offense. Okay. And, and you, you, touched, you touched on this, and I think this may be a conversation that, uh, that may have to take place if there's some sort of, you know, Post-autopsy that post-mortem autopsy that needs to take place if things don't go our way next week, and that has to do with you asked the question why aren't we using more play action? And I think I've got to read on what Kellen has done to kind of screw up this Air Coriel offense. And I know it's been called outdated and uh, you know too simplistic. It is a simple offense, right? But it's a simple offense that works if you're running the football under center, not under shotgun. Because shotgun runs are not runs. And the reason why I say that, yeah, you may have uh, a Tony Pollard who's able to bust one because you spread people out. The problem with shotgun concepts in this offense, because it's not designed for that. If you look back, Air Coriel was not a shotgun. Troy right. Aikman did not use shotgun. Troy Aikman did not use shotgun until the uh, – I know exactly uh, where you're going. The, 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 the coach uh, – over to coach the Cowboys. The bottom line is when you are in shotgun, you're basically leaving back out there to wait for these long yes. route concepts. Yes, Glenn, to be able to save fucking face, you Glenn. have to wait, wait because, because it, the bottom line is if you're going to run those long concepts, that's fine. But your quarterback has to occupy the defensive linemen and the linebackers 
by showing play action. And Dak is a great ball handler because while I'm engaging in play action, my receivers are getting downfield. Yes. So you've got a decision to make. You're either going to stop this run or you're just absolutely going to get, uh, you know, beat up on the run because you, you have to make, you put your conflict is at the snap. The conflict is not out in route. It's, at the snap, am I going to stop this run or am I going to drop back? And the bottom line is, oh. if you're under center, you can run that offense and it will work. Keep it going. It so you got to be patient, though. Hold on. Let's, 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 let's go to the, to the D line. This goes back to at the earlier stages of the season when sometimes NFL Live does a lot of fantastic work. They had one of the best conversations yeah. I've ever seen. I loved it from a football nerd that I am. You had Dan Orvalowski, who I can't stand, but he can be smart. You had Ryan Clark, and you had uh, Swagoo, Marcus Spears. You're speaking on what Ryan Clark mm-hmm. was talking about. Then Spears said, I would much rather the quarterback be in shotgun because I don't got to think as a defensive lineman. I could pin my ear, ears back and go right. and play the run to the quarterback, right? And my linebackers can deal with yeah. that. But if he's under center, I can no longer yeah. just fire off. First of all, I can't see where the damn ball's at. So I have to kind of be yeah. hesitant on when I'm coming off the ball. Second, if they do pull that, now is, is it a boot? Is he in the pocket? Where are they at? So that extra tenth of yeah. or two-tenths of a second allows your wide receivers who don't get separation in general to try to get that separation. Or if you have a quality concept on the back end for it to develop, you're 100% right. Running out of shotgun is stupid for this team because, number one, this ain't Ezekiel Elliott of 2016. Number two, you don't even have that run scheme to do it anymore. Number three, you were reluctant to run draws out of it. That is where your shotgun really works is out of draws. And if you ran draws on a number of occasions, you'd put that into the team's head. So fantastic point. I'm with you. Get back under center if you're going to run this. I do think it's an ancient uh, Ernie Zampezi, Air Coryell offense. But if you're going to do that, get back to why it worked. Fantastic point, Glenn. That's 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 exactly. And I'll and I'll hang up with this. The reason why, and I'm guessing I can't prove it, but I just know it's true, kind of a thing. The reason why Kellen is doing the shotgun thing is because he brought this mess from Boise State. It's a college hybrid sort of offense, but it doesn't mesh with Ernie Zampezi downfield passing. If you notice, the lead draw was one of the best plays oh. that North Turner used to run. Oh, I miss On it. Third and eight, third and eight, Darryl, uh, Troy Aikman would, would, would pretend like he's dropping back to pass and then turn his head, and then that lead draw, 15-yard run because you're, you're playing pass. Do you that, remember? That, that play is absent from our playbook. Do you, do, do you remember it with uh, DeMarco Murray and Tony Romo? I mean, they, it was they, amazing. The lead, I, I always bring this play up because – DeMarco Murray had like a 93-yard touchdown run against the Rams off of a lead draw. And and the way to, yeah. and you could tell it was implemented in what they do because when we do a draw now, it ain't it's barely a draw. We hardly see him in the league anymore in general. But Tony <laughs> will catch the rock. He'll come up. You can't see me, Glenn. But he come up like he's about to throw. And what does that do? The linebackers drop back. It gives you time for your offensive lineman to pull. Then, boom, puts it right into DeMarco Murray. He's got, he, before he gets touched, he's 10 yards down the field. We don't do that. We don't do anything to make right. those dudes think from a run game standpoint. We think we could just line up and be simple and beat these guys in a run. That ain't the case no more, bro. This ain't the 2014 line. You better get creative. That's it. That's it. And it's those nuances that Kellenmore doesn't have the benefit of by getting some consulting by people who actually know what the Ernie Zampini PC offense is. That's where North Turner 
would be able to say, look, uh, you're doing this wrong, and here's why. There's nobody in the building to do that. I'll hang up, Sky. Great show. Go Cowboys. We should win this game. So if we lose, it's going to be coaching, in my opinion. Well, Thanks, we'll see, man. Uh, I'll see you on Monday. Glenn, appreciate you. Good call. Fantastic call. I haven't brought up. Um, we, we talked about play action, but the how is so important, man. It's so important. You guys in the chat uh, and, and callers all year, we talk about being under center, being under center. And we've seen the games where we were under center, right? And, and, and how it's worked out for the Cowboys. So it's always weird to me when we don't. It's so weird to me when we don't. Um, and, and it all ties back in. All your calls are tying into each other, man. Y'all great. Y'all fantastic. Where DMV called in earlier and talked about play action on first down. There it is, the how, right? There is the how. And now just be a bit more creative conceptually on the back end. Because you've got, you've got how they're going to defend your play action. You know Kellen is sending two guys out, two-man route, into that to a 12 tight end personnel set. Uh, you know, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. So mix it up. Continue to play action. Don't abandon play action. Play action is good for you. But don't make it easier on them on the back end, man. Good stuff today. Uh, appreciate you. Give the drummer some. He says, have a great day, Sky and the Bomb Squad. You as well, sir. You as well. Man, fantastic show on Fan Friday. We are live from Hattie B's Hot Chicken. I'm about to get up out of here because I want to taste this chicken real quick or at least take some back home, one or the other. But um, y'all were absolutely fantastic. I don't have the DFW Turf Tigger, the number one artificial turf in the DFW area, scrolling, but you can still find find me and follow me on Twitter at Skywalker Steel. Um, we won't be... I'll probably be tweeting through the playoffs on Saturday and Sunday, uh, but usually on the weekends I'm chilling. And and listen, when you play Monday night, all eyes are on you. When I say you, I mean us, Cowboy fans. I usually try to take these type of opportunities to I mean, kick back and let everybody else stress on Saturday and Sunday before we have to stress on Monday. But let's be honest, man. If you love this team like we do, you live for these moments. It's the playoffs. Tom Brady there's no better there's no better time to break two curses one the road game playoffs and the other one Tom Brady no better time man no better time hey straight up Professor O listen I've been getting a whole bunch a whole bunch of uh little little, uh advertisements on this million dollar or billion dollar powerball I'm gonna have to go play that thing to be at two billion dollars, Nick. Like, I don't ever play the lottery, but a billion. Let me tell you something right now. If I go play this thing and I win, you won't see me on Monday. I'm just being completely honest with you. Well, where's Sky at? Well, Sky done flew to the game or something like that. I won't be here. You know what I mean? I'll be live from my phone. Yeah, money, money. But no, seriously, man. Good luck if you are playing. Love y'all, Cowboys Nation. Do I got my button on this one? I do got my button on this one. Let me even press this button real quick. Up now, wait a minute. $1.3 billion. You know how Vach be like, we going to Golden Corral. I swear on everything. I fly all y'all down here. We going to Golden Corral if I get the 1.3. Matisse, A studio, we getting five studios. I love y'all, man. We out of here. Press this button.
Y'all have a very good and blessed weekend. Be safe out here. It's been beautiful weather down here in Dallas, man, this week. It's supposed to be continuing. Can I buy it? I can't buy the Cowboys for 1.35, but boy, I try. I love y'all. We out of here. Peace.